Luke chapter 17. And I want to begin to read in verse 22. Luke chapter 17, verse 22. And he said unto his disciples, The days will come when you shall desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you shall not see it. And they say they shall say to you, See here, or see there, go not after them, nor follow them. For as the lightning that lighteth out of the one part under heaven, shineth under the other part under heaven, so shall also the Son of Man be in his day. But first must he suffer many things and be rejected of this generation. And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married, wives, they were given in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, also as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man be revealed. In that day he which shall be up on the housetop and his stuff in the house, let him not come down and take it away, and he that is in the field, uh, likewise not return back. Remember Lot's wife. That's what I want to talk to you about. Remember Lot's wife. Let's go back now to Genesis and see what he's talking about. In Genesis chapter 19. Genesis 19. I'm beginning to read in verse 17. Just a word there, verse 17. And it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad that he said, Escape for thy life. Look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. Skip on down now to verse 24. Verse 24. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and that which grew upon the ground. But his wife looked back from behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. Pray with me. Father, I pray now in these next few moments, would you bless the reading and study of thy word to each of our hearts. Help us all to realize the warnings of God and heed them while we have time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now taking these verses... Remember something now, that Lot was a saved man. He was a just man. Lot's wife was almost saved, but she was lost. Then Jesus referred to this woman when he was warning of the judgment here in Luke chapter 17. The events recorded in Genesis were uh, historical facts. And Jesus warned, remember... Lot's wife. Now warning his hearers of swift and terrible judgment which overtook her. Now he said this uh, connects it, connecting with his second coming of, 
uh, when he comes back to this earth. In Second Thessalonians uh, chapter 1, verses 7 through 8, if you'll turn there for just a minute, as we get to the subject now, remember Lot's wife, let's look at Second uh, Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 7. Verse 7. And do you are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angel, in flame and fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God, and that obey not the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power, when he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all of them that believe, because our testimony you was believed in that day. Wherefore also we pray always for you, that our God would count you worthy of this calling, and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness, and the work of faith with power, that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you, and you in him, according to the grace of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I want you to take these verses. Let's go back now to Luke chapter 17 and verse 32. Remember Lot's wife. There are five things that we should remember about Lot's wife. Remember Lot's wife perished although she was a woman of great privilege. She was the wife of Lot, a saved man. Lot was a righteous man. Now, the Bible tells us that. I know he lived in a city in a terrible condition, but he was still a saved man. He was a righteous man. Lot was a saved man. Lot had believed in God. Lot had prayed to God and worshipped God. Yet, Mrs. Lot was outside. Mrs. Lot was not saved. Mrs. Lot did not worship God. They lived together. They slept together. They eat together. And when the crisis came, Lot was saved, but his wife was not. Now there's only one punishment for the man or the woman who has not repented. Listen to Luke chapter 13, verse 3. I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Now notice, uh, this awful word perish is also found in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. What is the one condition or the one requirement of not perishing men are going to hell. It's believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians 1 verse 18 says, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us who believe or save is the power of God. When we preach the cross of Christ to us that believe, that's the power of God. Amen? But I know one thing, preaching the cross of Christ to a lot of people is just pure foolishness. But do you know the Bible said that God uses foolish things to get His job done? Hebrews chapter 2 verse 3 says, How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? Now in connection with this, notice Matthew chapter 24 verse 40 and through verse 42. Then shall two be in the field. One shall be taken, the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, the one shall be taken, the other left. Watch therefore, 
for you know not what hour your Lord doeth come. So Lot's wife perished, although she knew better. It's strange, isn't it, when you go through the Bible and find that God's teaching is that a man can be married to a wife or a wife can be married to a man. They sleep together, they eat together, they live together. One worships God and one doesn't. That's strange, isn't it? It seems like to me that both of them would, but that's not true. It's a, it's, it's a condition that's all through the world. Now, the first thing I want you to see is that she had a great privilege. She lived with somebody that knew the Lord, number one. And there's only one judgment for those that don't. Now remember also, Lot's wife perished, although she had a clear warning of her danger. Now go back with me to Genesis chapter 19, and look with me in verse 14. Genesis 19 and verse 14. And Lot went out and spake unto his sons-in-law, which married his daughter, and said, Up, get you out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his son-in-law. And when the morning arose, then the angel hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in iniquity of the city. And while he lingered, the men laid hold of upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife and upon the hand of the two daughters the Lord being merciful unto them and they brought him forth and set him without the city and it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad that he said escape for thy life look not behind thee neither stay thou in all the plain escape to the mountain lest thou be consumed and Lot said unto them oh not so my Lord now I want to show you something how does anybody get saved today? You know how anybody gets saved today? By obeying the Word of God. It's just that simple. Lot, God told Noah to get in the ark. How did Lot get saved? Did he get saved by getting in the ark? Is that the key to it? No. The key to it is he obeyed God by getting in the ark. And it's the same thing today. The Bible said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Now let me show you something. Anybody that will believe on the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior will be saved. That's obeying God's Word. If you don't believe it, then you won't be saved. Just as simple. Alright? So number one, she knew better because the angel of God told her better. Now, so she had, she could never say she had not heard about God or heard about His coming judgment. Yes, she did. Now, I've been saying and preaching, trying to serve the Lord all these years. I've sat under preachers. I've preached myself, and, I, and I've heard preachers say, judgment is coming. The judgment of the Lord is coming. He's going to destroy this world. And he's going to destroy all that's left here in a lake of fire. But the rapture of saved people is coming also. And all saved people are going to heaven. I've heard that all my life. I've preached it all my life. And yet, people have sat and listened to it and will not come to the Lord. Now I want to show you something. I want you to get this. Nobody can ever say that again It sits in this room. Or hears these words. You've heard... Jesus loves you. But also you heard John 3.18 said that uh, 
uh, who doesn't receive Christ as a personal Savior already condemned. John 3.36 said, The wrath of God abided on them. In John 8, verse 21, Then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way, and you shall seek me, and shall die in your sin. Where I go, you cannot come. That means then eternal banishment from God's presence. Revelation 20, verse 15, And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast in the lake of fire. So you got one and you know better. Listen, number three. Remember Lot's wife, Pierce, although she made some effort to be saved. Now, if you read verses 14 down through verse 17 again, she rose up early with Lot. She started to leave with him, but she didn't make it. She perished on her way. You know what it's telling us? It's not enough just to do your best. It's not enough to have bad things and behind leave them behind you and just try to do good, good things from here on. It's not enough just to join a church. It's not enough just to read your Bible. It's not enough just to pray. It's not enough just to give up some bad habit. Jesus is the only sure and safe refuge. We're not saved by works. But, by personal trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to what Romans chapter 4 verse 5 says. But in him that worketh not, but believeth on him, that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Ephesians 2, 8, 9. For by grace are you saved through faith, that not he says a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Listen to this. One has written this. Not the labor of my hands can fulfill thy lost demands. Could my zeal no respite know? Could my tears forever flow? All for sin could not atone. Thou must save and thou alone. Brother, you better remember one thing. that salvation is only one way and that's in the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember... Lot's wife perished, although she committed only one sin. Only one sin is recorded of her sinning. The command was, escape. Look not behind thee, in verse 17. Now that was the voice of God telling her, look not behind thee, that's the command of God. Do you know what the Bible says? Look unto Jesus and be saved. The Bible says she told her, though, look not behind thee. Same command to God. Genesis 19, verse 26, she looked back and she perished. One sin she committed was a sin of unbelief. That's all it is. She didn't believe God. God told her, don't you look back. But she did it anyway. That's unbelief. The one sin that would take every lost sinner to hell is unbelief. Now I want you to turn with John with me a minute. John chapter 16. And I'd like for you to look with me please in beginning in verse four, uh, 7. John 16 and verse 7. Nevertheless, I'll tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, 
I will send him unto you. And when he has come, now he's talking about the Holy Spirit, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they believe not on me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. Now I want you to watch this, please. The one sin she committed was unbelief. And that's the one sin that will take you to hell. Remember, Lot's wife, number five, perished although she was almost saved. She was almost at the gates of Zor, the city of safety. She was almost saved. I've talked to people for all these years now about Christ and His salvation. And many been the time I've heard people say, Almost, preacher, you persuade me to become a Christian. Like that man in the Bible. But lost. Turned her pillar of salt. No help. No hope. Almost persuaded. Harvest is past. Almost persuaded. Doom comes at last. Almost cannot avail. Almost is but to fail. Sad, sad that bitter wail. Almost but lost. The whole thing comes down to Acts 16 verse 31. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Romans 10, 9, That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, shalt believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You know what that's all about? Will you do it? Will you do what God asks you to do? Not what somebody else says. I've always told people ever since God called me to preach. I'm not talking about Baptists here. I'm not talking about Methodists here. I'm not talking about Catholics here. I'm not talking about denominations. I'm talking about a personal decision for Christ. I don't care what denomination you are or what personality you are or what race you are. It all comes down to one thing. If you want to go to God's heaven, you've got to believe on Him. And you've got to do what He tells you to do to get there. And God in His New Testament and in the Bible tells you to do one thing to be saved. I don't care who you are. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You know what that means? It's not believing just in the Lord Jesus Christ. Everybody does that. You talk to anybody you want to on the streets. You look at your calendar. Somebody 2,000 years ago, unusual, came to this world, was born and died on the cross. Everybody knows that. That's believing in the Lord Jesus. Everybody does that. But what it said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, would you put all your trust in going to heaven on Him? On Him. In other words, it's like this. If you don't take me to heaven, Lord, I ain't going. I'm going to trust you with all my might, with all my soul, and all my strength. You know, I don't fear death. Not one ounce. I don't fear the grave or casket or the ground or whatever you want to put it in. Not one bit. You know why? Because I trusted in the Lord. When I was 26 years old, and I've been happy in the Lord ever since, I'm satisfied with my soul. There's a verse of Scripture that I dearly love, and I quote it to my own self often. 
I know in whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that He is able to keep that unto Him against that day. Amen? Lord, I know I trust You. You told me what to do. And I tell, I took my Bible and I sat down with many a person. And I said, let me show you how simple it is. Do you believe the Bible is God's Word? And if they say, by the way, if you say no, there's no hope for you, I might as well get up and leave. Because if you ain't going to do what God tells you to do, and that's it, there ain't no hope for you. But if you believe this Bible is the Word of God, and I could take the Bible and I could read something like this in it, that if thou shalt go jump in the Elbow River seven times to come up, and I mention your name, and if thou, John, shall go jump in the river seven times to come up, and thou shalt go to heaven. Now, if that was in there, and you did it, then you go to heaven. You know why? Because God told you what to do, and you did it by faith. You trusted Him. That ain't in there. What is in there, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. That's how simple it is. It's no big deal. It's just doing what God told you to do. Amen? And if you do it, you'll save your soul. And you'll always have salvation and go to heaven. And what I think about Lot's wife, almost. I've had people in the service all down through the years I preached to. And they have said me, now one day I had a man come for one Sunday and I went down to pray with him and I said, why did you come, sir? He said, I want to get saved. And I prayed with him and I said, would you ask the Lord to save you just like the Bible says, Romans 10, 13, whosoever shall call upon me. I wish I could believe it's that easy, preacher. He said, I just can't believe it. I just cannot believe it's that easy. Just call upon the name of the Lord. And ask him to save me. He said, I just can't believe it. And he turned around and walked away. He just couldn't do it. He just couldn't trust God's Word. And you know what? I've never doubted this Word. And you know what? The reason of that is the Holy Spirit convicted me of it. He said, that's the Word of God. Believe it. Amen. And done it too. Pray with me, please. Stand. Heavenly Father, it's good to be in this place for your people. And the hearts, Lord, that turns to you. What a blessing it is to be in the presence of that kind of person that knows you as personal Savior. No doubt about it. No matter what tragedy, no matter what comes in their life, they have you as their Savior. And Father, I pray that if there's somebody that has doubts, somebody that has fears, somebody that's never trusted you personally, they depend on everything else in the world, but they haven't trusted you. And they're not put their salvation trust in your hands. I pray they will right now. And just like the Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's all I have to do. Just say, Lord, I'm a sinner. Save me. I'll trust you. Be my Savior. And it's done because you're God. Bless us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to sing a song. I, I had one picked out. I can't remember the name of it. I mean the page. 399. 399. Will you turn over and sing this with me? It's just a little chorus, but I'd like for you to sing it with me. I love the chorus. I was going over it this morning and trying to figure out something to sing at this time, and, and I read that, and I said, Man, listen to those words. Sing it with me. 
Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me thy great salvation so rich and free. Listen to the words again, please. Sing it one more time. Thank you, Lord, for saving my 